Hey there, everybody, and welcome to the How to Lead podcast, helping you develop yourself and those around you. My name is Adam Tarno. I'm joined today by Clay Scroggins. Clay, uh, one of the conversations I know we have with a lot of our clients and a lot of other leaders, maybe it's even just our friends, not necessarily our clients, is um, the great thing about a large organization is you have a lot of people so you can divide the work up. (laughs) The bad thing about a large organization is you have a lot of people so you have to divide the work up. And a lot of times, some of the biggest challenges that leaders face is not just managing and working with the people on their team. It's managing and helping another department, right? And that's what we're going to talk about today is how you can get some stuff done with another department. Uh, this is fresh on your mind because of a conversation you had recently. You want to talk about that? Yeah. The uh, the idea of getting stuff done with other departments, I, I hope this is a very helpful uh, podcast for somebody. But I just know the way most of us think is, well, the easiest way to get something done with another department is if that department worked for me. You know, <laughs> I'm sure <laughs> yes. you've had this experience where, you know, you're helping, you know, whether it's a senior, a CEO, senior leader, a business owner, or just a leadership team think through their org chart and you have that power grab, the, the land grab of, you know, well, why don't you just let them come over here and work for me? That is just so common. People think that the only way I can get something done with another department is if they work for me. You know, I mean, I, the, yeah. So this conversation I was just having, a, a, it, it was like the fifth time that someone had said this to me recently. But this leader, uh, I was just encouraging him. Well, it's, you're going to have to work with them. You're going to have to figure out how to influence them. You're going to have to work together to, you know, walk down the same, get in lockstep with them. And he goes, yeah, I've tried, but man, they're just, they just want to do their own thing. And you know how they are. You know, I love that line. That's what they always give us. You know, the, <laughs> you know, the way the IT team is, you know, <laughs> and, and, and essentially what he said was, is I've been telling them for years, if they would just let me manage that team, we could choose the same metric. We could develop a similar system. We could uh, do it in the same way that it really would yield a greater result. And I'm just sitting over here going, yeah, that's probably not going to happen. And even if it does happen, I don't know that that's best. What would be really amazing if, if you if you would learn how to influence them from the seat you're in, learn how to work yep, with them from where you are. Uh, but of course, that's uh, that's that's the hard stuff. That's what that's that's why leadership is difficult because it that's yeah, not easy. And why to do. leaders are needed, yes. right? Because we've got to be able to do those hard things. I love the word you said there, uh, which is influence, right? There is so much of what we have to do in organizational life that we don't we don't have somebody who reports directly to us or even the dotted line. That's what I'll hear a lot of times like, Well, they don't have to report to me, but if it's like a dotted line, uh, then maybe I could have some say over it and it's it's like, man, these lines on a sheet of paper that are buried in somebody's hard drive. Uh, that is not the way things work. It works with boots on the ground, influence, friendships, relationships, who's going to listen to who, uh, respect, all that kind of stuff. And that's that's what we're going to talk about today, or just real quickly, these three choices that we have to make if we want to be able to successfully work with other departments, or maybe even, you know, I don't want to say get, a, get another department to do what it is that you want them to do, but because uh, that would be, you know, manipulative and all that kind of stuff. But there's always times where we, we've got to be able to collaborate. We've got to be able to collaborate with other departments. And so these are three choices that we need to make. And it's going to be around this idea of influence, this idea around we're going to talk about pronouns uh, with we and me, and then we're going to talk about trust and suspicion. So let's talk about this first choice that we need to make. 
uh, regarding influence. So let's talk about yeah, that. decision one. The first thing you got to decide is you got to decide that influence really is better than control. And, and the, it is such a lie, Adam, that we think that, oh, well, if they worked for me, then when I said this is what they're, we were going to do, they would just do it. Number one, you tell yourself what to do and you don't do it. You tell the people on your team what to do and they don't do it. You think all of a sudden now, just because they worked for you, that you could tell them what to do and they would just do it. It's the lie of control that you think if they report to me on the org chart that I would have control over them. You always have to develop influence. You always have to lead through influence, whether you're in charge of them or not. But you have to believe that. You really do have to choose to believe that influence is better than control. I'm going to choose influence over control. And so you got to think, all right, well, what do I need to do to cultivate influence with that other department? What do I need to do not to gain authority over them? What do I need to do to cultivate influence with them? Which means I might have to go to lunch with her every other week or so. It means I might have to go sit, sacrifice some of my own time and sit in their team meeting. It means I might have to let go of a resource that we have because I'm elevating their problem higher than ours. I'm going to say, you know what? That's a bigger deal. And we're going to let go of some budget dollars. We're going to let go of some people capital and give that to you because I'm really trying to build influence with you. I'm not just trying to control you. It's a choice though. You got to believe it. I love that. And what a great question to sit there and to contemplate and to think about what do I need to do to cultivate influence. And that's immediately what I thought of was, uh, it's probably going to be some relational things. It's probably going to take some time. Probably going to have to learn their kids' names. You know, you're probably going to have to uh, quit just corresponding over email, you know, or Slack or Teams. You might have to really get face to face with them. That's exactly right. It made me think of uh, General Stanley McChrystal in his book, Team of Teams, talking about one of the things he did where he was trying to get basically the entire federal government to work together. I'm sure that is pretty easy, right? Oh, it was yeah. super easy. Yeah, because they were all they all liked each other and everything. And so what he did was he was purposely putting people on these short term internships and in other other groups. So okay, you and the Marines, you're going to go hang out with the CIA for a couple weeks, and CIA, you're going to go hang out with this embassy over there. And it was it was, and I'm probably grossly overstating or uh, making this yeah. sound simpler than it was, but. It was for the purpose of making friendships because he knew that if there was trust and there was a friendship, then that was going to be a good step towards influence and collaboration. So it's probably going to be just getting to know them, right? I don't know. Maybe become their friend. (laughs) I mean, that would be a novel concept uh, with all that. Okay, talk about the second choice that we need to make that involves this uh, this idea of we versus me. Talk about that. Yeah, it's it's uh, the the second choice after we've chosen to believe that influence really is better than control. It's it's choosing we over me, and you know I I hesitate to even bring that up because I feel like it's probably some little phrase that I ripped off of a poster in a weight room or something, right? You know? <laughs> <laughs> or, or I don't know, or some like Hobby Lobby a break room somewhere. Or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it, it, it's it's true, you know that those those birds and Finding Nemo that fly around the dock, they they're just screaming out, mine, 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 mine. I mean, we are all so prone to just care about our own thing, you know, to think that my deal is the biggest thing in the world, that my team is working on all the important problems, that you know, my if this company wouldn't be able to make it if it weren't for me. I've got the right idea. I've got the best vision. We're just all prone to do that. 
And we have to decide to believe, you know, part of the reason why we work for an organization is because I recognize I can get, we can get more done. I don't know that I can get more done, but I know that we could accomplish more than if we were all working on our own. I mean, this is the classic, you know, it's organizations that have figured out that two plus two doesn't just equal four, that two plus two in this case equals six or eight or 10 or 12, that we really is it, the, the, the cumulative collection of us working together is so powerful that I'm going to decide to give up my own preference, my own right, my own budget, my own uh, ideas and initiatives, because I really believe that we is more important. If you're going to collaborate, if you're going to get some stuff done with other departments, you got to believe that. I love that message because, you know, the problems that need solving in the world uh, and that need solving in your organization are too big for one person or one department. I mean, that it is really the only hope that we've got is getting some collaboration that is going and getting a lot of people doing all this. What what comes to my mind with this one, Clay, is uh, the word intent, right? That that we all have this antenna within us that we can always kind of sniff out what somebody's oh, intent is. Oh, that's so good. And so if somebody is coming to us to try to collaborate and we can sniff out that their intent is really, you want to use me and my team and my resources to, get your stuff to make you that's look right. good. Yep. Or so that you, your job can be easier. That's going to be met with some resistance. And so uh, this one, the to do is probably not, you know, it's uh, what is my intent here? Am I really going after something that's going to be better for all of us? Or is this just better for me? And listen, there's going to be some times where it is better just for you or it's going to make your job easier. And that's okay. Be honest about that, right? Like, hey, this there's a, this is a little bit self-serving or this is a little self-serving for our department. Is it possible that we could maybe make some tweaks? Because down the line here, when we get that paper or we get that packet or we get that info, it would make things easier over here. But you're just trying to check your heart on your intent. Uh, with a lot of that, because that that can make that uh, a lot easier. I, you know, you and I both worked uh, the the church that I was a part of, similar to the one you were a, a part of as well. It was a multi site organization, so you had you know, in the same way that Chick Fil A's got all these different stores in the Atlanta area, or Dallas area, whatever. It you know there there wasn't. It was actually fairly similar to that. And we, you know, that this is really where I learned this was that there were plenty of times where we would have an idea at our location. And I knew if I tell other people about this, it is going to slow it down so drastically because it's going to take some time for other people to get on board. But we just knew if you, if this thing's going to, if, if we're going to really get the cumulative effect of us all working together, it might slow down and it might take longer. And it might mean that I have to say, all right, well, this is kind of what I was wanting to do, but I'm going to put a pin in that. I'm going to press pause on that because it would be better if we all got around that idea and that's going to take some time. And so it might slow things down. I mean, that is, it is, uh, it, it is so important in multi-layered, multi-tiered, multi-location organizations. And for those of you listening, if you work in one of those, you're going to get this in a way that nobody else can get this, that you got to, you got to go into it with that belief, that intent that we is just going to be a lot bigger and better than me. I like that. Okay, so influence is better than control, choosing we over me, that that's going to be better. Uh, and then this last choice that we have to make, again, if we want to work well with other departments or get something done with other departments, uh, revolves around trust and suspicion. So what, talk about that one. You know, the way we always view other departments is uh, we just naturally think they're a bunch of morons sitting around doing nothing. 
Their problems are so much smaller. Their talent is so much less. I mean, they have an easier job and then they don't even do what they're doing. I mean, I, I was with a team the other day and the way this leader, I said, well, tell me how it is working with that department. And he was like, oh, the IT department? Oh, my gosh. I mean, in our organization, they are, I mean, they're morons. I don't know what they do all day. You can't even have a conversation with them. It doesn't even make sense. I feel like our website is not the way it should. Our internet stinks. I mean, trying to put in a ticket to get them to do something. Oh, my gosh. I mean, and I was just thinking, man, well, no, it's no wonder you're never going to get anything done if that's the way you think about them, that you have to genuinely trust that those are really good-hearted, well-intentioned people working on big problems that I am unaware of. I'm sure they're working hard. I'm sure they care about what they do. I'm sure they're making good decisions. I'm sure the decisions they're making make sense to them. I am going to choose to trust that that is true versus being suspicious about, well, I saw Jim leave it. He leaves at three every day to go pick his kids up. Can you believe that? What is he really right? It's all that stuff that gets in the way gosh that is that is so good i didn't know where you were going to go if you were going to go sarcastic like uh like obviously not where you're going you know what we think we think they're they're well-respected people who have a lot going on and you just went straight for (laughs) moron uh which was great because that is it i mean that is like the unspoken that's what's that's probably where the biggest amount of gossip happens in organizational life is the way we badmouth the the general they of another department yeah in our own team meetings yes And, and man, that stuff spreads, right? So you've got a, you got a new person who shows up. They know nothing about the IT department. Nope. But now all of a sudden they're like, "Mm, okay. Yeah. Now they don't want to, yeah, they just start (laughs) to think that way about all of them. So yes, I, I love that you're saying this because I think this is such a great gut check for us. What, what if we believed that they were well meaning, respectable people who actually have a to do list that's important like yours? Uh, what if we believe that they also wake up trying to to do a good job every day? Like, how would that change the way you interact with them? How would that change the way you approach them? And I just think of one immediately is you go in to the other department, not with demands, but with preferences. And you go in not making accusations or you, you go in asking questions. Can we? Uh, uh, what would this take? Uh, you're You're flexible with timelines because you understand they've got you know, their, their stuff that they're dealing with, and they've got some deadlines as well. And it just, if nothing else, it's just a, it's just an adult respectful thing. You know what it is? Let's go back to an old episode. It's a professional thing to do. That's what pros do. You respect the other departments and, um, and it's, it's the right thing to do. And you'll probably get some, some better responses. Uh, again, we don't know everybody in your organization, so I'm sure some of you are just going, you don't know them, but just try it. Try it. I, when I first worked with the publisher that I published how to leave you not in charge with, I rem- I showed some people the artwork and when they had first sent it to me, they sent me like six options and I've showed it to a couple of friends and their instinctual response was, Oh, these are terrible. What, what do these publishers know? I mean, good grief. Like who are their designers? <laughs> like these, you know, cause creatives have a real, pride of their own work. Right. And so they were just picturing these people over there, like, you know, using clip art or something. And I remember (laughs) sitting there thinking, you know, at first I kind of took the bait and I was like, ah, you're right. Like what, you know, but the longer I've been in this, particularly working with publishers, the more I've realized they know a thing or two about selling books. That's what they do. That is, you know, whether they do it the best or not, 
They've sold more books than you and I have sold, and they've sold more books <laughs> than every right. designer that I showed that artwork to. That is for sure. And I just learned for going sure, into yeah. it with the trust of, all right, you know what is going to sell. You know what's going to pop off a, a shelf. You know what's going to look good. And I'm going to I'm gonna weigh in. I'm going to give my preferences. I'm going to ask some questions exactly where you just put that. But I'm going to trust that you have some expertise in this versus going in with all the suspicion of, you know, what what do you even know? And it and honestly, what it, the best thing is it, that it did. It allowed me to collaborate with them. It allowed me to have more of a voice in the process. To there was some mutual respect that ended up happening, and it just was. Um, it just worked out better for sure. It was more enjoyable, yeah, more does. peaceful. It does. Okay, I love that. This is a great list, right? So we've got to learn how to work with other departments if we're a part of a large organization. We're tackling big projects, big problems that need to be solved by more than just one group. And so we've got to make some choices, right? That's where it's going to start. It's going to start with us. We've got to believe that influence is better than control. We've got to choose that we over me. And we've got to go into this with more trust and less suspicion. We start to do that. I'm not saying overnight it's going to change, but I think you're going to start to see, okay, this is uh, we're starting to make some memroads here. So make some friends. Uh, change the way you think about a few things. Uh, be a little bit more respectful in your communication. And I, I think good things will start coming your way. So, uh, Clay, great conversation as always. We'll talk to you again next week. Well, that's all we got for today's episode of the How to Lead podcast. You can always reach out to us via email. We can be reached at info at howtolead.work. That's info at howtolead.work. Every episode is mixed and edited by the team over at Sound of a Rose. You can learn more about them at Sound of a Rose. Thank you so much for listening. We'll talk to you again next time.